everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 146, the first episode of 2014. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And the million dollar question of the day is, when the fuck did it get so goddamn cold out? Uh, yeah, I'm yesterday. not really... I'm not really enjoying single-digit temperatures. Single-digit, then you look at the ca- you look at the weather, and it says eight. Feels like twelve below. The fuck. And then the only thing that keeps you warm is the heat from your raging middle finger. I was pissed last night. I I was I was I woke up from a good sleep, and I and it had to be good because I had to literally. Peel myself out of the bed because I was just sweating from the heat in my room, my little heater on, the three blankets, and I tend to generate heat at like 70 degrees at, at any given time, so. Yeah, you you, you run hot during the, uh, during the night. <sighs> These things happen, you know. Ugh, jeez. And if we go to the chat room, Nemesis47 says, Sub-Zero moved out east. Yeah, he wanted to check out the prices of houses in Jersey. <laughs> Have fun getting your head kicked in with the property taxes. <laughs> well, I think it only applies. I think it's, uh, that will really be painful if he's in Essex County. No, New Jersey has the highest property taxes in the whole country. I believe it. I believe it. And we and Middlesex County is the fifth in the country for taxes, just general taxes. And one, two, three, four is probably Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. <laughs> I'd say Staten Island, but no one cares about Staten Island. Of course they don't. Yeah, we are live tonight, week of January seventh, two thousand fourteen, on the Vogue Network, Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern, with a replay at. Uh, Thursdays at 1 o'clock Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as XChat, um, is Merck, and uh, Chatzilla, you can just punch in in those um, apps, irc.gamesearch.net, uh, chat room is Vogue, VLG, or you can just head over to animejamsession.com slash network. There is an IRC link. You click on that, whatever your default IRC chat client is, We'll see it, bring you right into the chat room. And let me go ahead and turn on the uh, the check-ins. 146, and check-ins are go. <laughs> All right. You sounded particularly proud of that that time. Yeah, because sometimes somebody has to send me a private message to turn it on because... Normally, I turn the check-ins on during the pre-show, but we don't do that anymore. I have to wait till the podcast is live, so. Yeah. Like I said, we're on the VOG network. Um, check-ins are open. Uh, check-ins is you get points for listening to the show, so. And also, what the points do, I believe you get, we have like a monthly raffle. I do not remember what this month's raffle is. 
Um, but every time you check in, whether it's live or pre-recorded with the um, check-in uh, passphrase, it's, a, it's one raffle entry. The more you check in, the more raffle entries you get to win a cool prize. And we do have forums, so head over to vognetwork.com, check out our forums. We have weekly forums on our podcast, so if, this, if you don't want to email, you want to bother us on the forums, just head on over there and just say what you think, and we'll just roll with it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Normally, it's, how was your week? How was your day? But it's what we're doing... How was your winter vacation? Let's start with you, Mr. Rockefeller. Oh, my vacation was lots of fun. Well, I got the Wii U I asked for, and surprisingly enough, it was the Zelda um, bundle. Mm. You know, the one that came with Wind Waker and uh, the Hyrule Historia, a digital copy. Mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't expecting, you know, any kind of Wii U, mostly because, you know those people but uh i was surprised when i said i went to like seven or eight different stores and only one of them actually had this one because apparently that was only a limited time deal and uh a lot of them are carrying the uh, mario bundle yeah but uh yeah did a lot of overtime work during the holiday but you already knew that from other podcasts yep and uh this past week i was at magfest Oh, we definitely got to hear about that. And this is like the second MAGFest I couldn't go first time because former roommate uh, screwed me out of money. And this year I had double booked myself and I ended up, having, ended up hanging out with other people. So, I And it was even weirder because I don't know if you were talking about a different con at the time, but apparently my wires had gotten crossed and I thought that we actually had a panel at MAGFest. No, 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 no. Damn it. That would have been fun, though. Oh, God. And you said something about it being at, like, 10 in the morning, but that, but I'm guessing that's for the the next convention we're going to. Yeah, that's for the one on Saturday. Yeah, that, that, that we'll get into detail shortly about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was my, uh, aside from the occasional bout of, you know, ball punchingly bad depression you know that was how my vacation went well at least you made it through and that's mm-hmm. what and that's what matters yep okay um Mako how was your week and how was uh, how was your vacation I spent my vacation drunk catching up no I haven't had anything to drink in a while that doesn't sound like you. Well, right before New Year's, my gallbladder started acting up. Um, so I wanted to make sure that everything would be okay for this coming up weekend. So I've been being very, very careful. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, I spent most of the last two weeks uh, catching up on TV uh, catching up on old series. I watched all of Powerpuff Girls Z in just, uh, three days. I I no. have to finish and, and watching that's a, that. And that's a 52 episode series right there. Just to tell you how freaking much time and how bored I was that I watched all 52 episodes in three days. Did you find it to be a good series at least? 
Well, this is actually the second time that I'm watching it, and I really do like the series. A lot of people have had a lot of bad things to say. It's like, oh, it's an anime adaptation, and it really sucks, and it takes away, like, just having them as magical girls. But the first time I watched it, I took it with a grain of salt, and by the end of it, I really, really liked it. And watching it this time and seeing more of what they did and how they actually pulled in the original series. I mean, the creator, uh, Craig McCracken, actually worked on the anime with them. So, I mean, he he was giving them pointers and letting them know because he based Powerpuff Girls on anime. So, it's like... Animeception, per se. Something like that, but I mean, my adaptation. Yeah, I mean, my favorite part is actually the music of Powerpuff Girls Z because if you listen to it and you know the music from the original, and I I listen to the original music so damn much that listening to the music while the um, anime is playing, I can hear beats from the original cartoon. That's good. Like, um, the one song that Bubbles sings in the original, when the clown... Um, that mime steals all the colors. Yeah, the when the mime steals all the colors. And that whole... Like, th- that whole just her going love, like, just repeating that over and over, that little beat that's playing while that's going, there is an episode in the anime... Um, that a uh, I don't even remember what it is now but basically the same thing oh a camera a camera takes pictures and makes every, it's a black and white camera so when he takes your picture it gets rid of all your color but during that the music that's playing in the background has that beat in it so I mean being able to listen to that and catch that is actually really really awesome because it, ju- it just shows that they put a lot of thought into how they put everything together. That's cool. I got... Yeah, that's that's been my <laughs> that's been my vacation. In other words, get anything good for Christmas? Um. Well, I got the TV that I uh, went shopping for during. Black Friday, and I got a Blu-ray player, so all of that's all pretty and nice, and um, Ari got me a little TARDIS, so I've got a little vinyl TARDIS now. I wanted to get you one that pulls out and becomes a jewelry box, but they didn't have any more. Nah, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, I got I got a lot of socks. You have no idea how excited I was when I opened my socks up. Where, Seriously, now, I here's love the socks. question. Are they okay. toe socks? Some of them are toe socks. They actually found me some toe socks. So There uh, is a place on St. Mark's Place where you can get by as many toe socks as you want. Yeah, but you never take me down there. Because every time we go, you're too lazy to leave the house. <laughs> I'm leaving the house. Just you start planning shit and having me drive you all over the frickin' place. Don't even pull that I'm too lazy to leave. Driving is okay, but not when it comes to hopping on a train. Yeah, okay. 
well, there's a lot of places that you've said, oh yeah, we'll go the next time you come up, and it never happens, because where do we end up? We end up uh, grocery shopping. Or Ikea shopping. Up... Hmm? And Ikea. Or Ikea. We end up at Ikea every freaking time I visit you. How does that and... even happen? Because he wants to go through, and you know what he does every single time I visit? He measures the same damn desk that he will never buy, because he's too attached to the computer desk that he has right now. Damn right. But he goes, he measures the same damn desk, doesn't bring anything back to the house to measure and see if it will fit. We get chocolate, he goes over and gets a hot dog, and then we go grocery shopping, because by the time we're done there, we want Swedish meatballs, and I'm not paying the money at Ikea to buy Swedish meatballs when I can go and make them. I just have one thing to say about that. What? Bork, bork, bork! <laughs> no, but, but... Yeah, that that's why we never end up in the city. But on the real, though, as much as I am attached to my desk, I do have to replace it. You've needed to replace that desk for years. True. But you gotta admit, it's kind of perfect the way it is, but, you know. Except uh, that you keep bitching about it. You know, it's like the episode of the Cosby Show where uh, Cliff does not want to get rid of his couch. <sighs> and then Claire buys a new couch and puts the old one next to it, you know? <laughs> Fuck your couch. Yeah, and this is why I've never been to Pinkberry. Not my fault they don't have them in the area of Jersey where you are. No, but you keep saying, yeah, we'll go to Pinkberry. We or, yeah, will. we'll go and get you toe socks. We and it will. never happens. Luckily, Pinkberry is across the street from the sock shop. Well, that works. So we really need to go out there now. That and the reason why there's no Pinkberries in your area of the woods because they don't want the, sto- the stores in a smell like swamp water. Actually, it's probably because there are too damn many other frozen yogurt uh, shops. That too. Like the Yogo factory. Yeah. There's, um... Just too close to YOLO and it makes me want to vomit. There's Let's Yo that's opening up around here and one called 16 Handles or something like that. Let's Yo is actually really good. That's the one that I go to around here. As As long as it doesn't have like a milky aftertaste, I'll enjoy it. Well, I don't know because I add so much shit to it. Of course. Because they have, um, they do a, occasionally a milk chocolate, a, a, no, a mint chocolate. So Mm -hmm. I'll get that, and then I'll add Andy's mints to it, and you can't taste anything except chocolate and mint. (laughs) Excuse me. If we go to the chat room, Nemesis47 says, at least the Powerpuff Girls ain't no Madoka, though I love the latter. Yeah, Madoka will give you feels. No, no matter what kind of an anime fan you are, Madoka will give you feels. Madoka's just fucked up. I mean, if you can survive, if you can survive Evangelion, Madoka's a walk in the park. If you couldn't survive Ava, don't go near Madoka. Don't. All right, all right, all right. Moving right along. So, you know, we didn't have a show last week because we were on break. So, 
I was hanging out with friends the whole week, trying to catch up on stuff, and I actually got some more convention videos uploaded. Hooray! <laughs> wow. Yes, the Castle Point videos are done. Um... Also, the CloverCon videos are done. They just got to be uploaded. Wow. That was actually two videos. Yeah. it. W- I mean, it was only a, what, a five-hour convention? Yeah. Um, what else did I do? I actually went out to Philly um, about a week and a half ago for a talkie. It's, like, it's not an anime con, per se. It's more of a karaoke event, and I recorded some of the stuff that's going on. Think of it as, like... A local American Idol per se, so, and it's they, I think they have two every year, and it's and they call they have it as seasons. So, this has been around for eight years. I'm watch and it's been a while since I had gone to one, and I'm watching it. And I'm look, I'm watching this all play out, and I'm like, please God, do not let this turn into another Spring Fest. This was much better than Spring Fest. On a serious level, much better. Did get some photos, and I'll post those later. Those will get posted once the AAC uh, photos get posted. Uh, yeah, you're really behind. I know. You, you know what it is? It's the commute time. I'm used to like 45 to an hour commute to and from work. I'm not used to leaving at like 6 and not getting home to like close to 8 o'clock sometimes, you know? So. It really throws my throws me off, and it's like Monday is my wrestling night, and it's getting to the point where you know what? I'll just have to have wrestling in the background while I do work on Monday and Wednesday. Just don't I don't turn the TV on, which is why I'm kind of thankful that I have a DVR. There's like programming on there I've recorded since September that's been long overwritten because I never got around to watching it. What? Also, I got I finally got a 500 gig hard drive for my PlayStation 3, and I have a PlayStation Plus card, so I'm going to pop that in later. Because I hear Bioshock Infinite is free for PS Plus members, so I'll give that as a spin. Really? Yeah. The reason why Microsoft does games for gold is because Sony does it. When you're on Plus, they give like three, four, five free games every month, and you get to keep that shit. And, um, hold on for one second. Okay, that didn't take long, because luckily my apartment is small. And while I was in Target today, I went out and bought something some people would consider a useless, a useless prop in the kitchen, but I know for a fact I'm going to use it. What? I bought a popcorn popper. Nice. Why? Honestly, I get tired of popping popcorn in that one pot and scrubbing it out on a regular basis. And using oil. This one... Actually, this one uses hot air. And it was on clearance for $12, so it was like, hey. Money well spent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's on clearance at all targets, so... And they have, like, the bigger one that kind of looks like a mini popcorn, you know, stand that you buy, that you go to, like, like carnivals. A and popcorn shit. machine. Yeah, they had that, yeah, that we one. Have, yeah, I gave one of those to my dad for Christmas a couple years ago. Yeah, they had that clearance for $50 as well. 
I'm like, if I get, I know I don't have any room for that one, but for this one, I do. And 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 I'm just only I'm reminded of the conversation on my private Facebook about room for stuff. So nobody responded to. To, to Quincy in regards to how much space, uh, how much, how big my apartment is. Yeah, it I was saying. Oh, I, oh, I, Facebook never gave me an update. It showed that Taki liked what I when I mentioned him, and that was it. I didn't get any updates. No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go into like full on explaining and crap like that, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um. Considering we were saying what could and could not fit in your yeah in your kitchen, I think that explains how small it is. Mm-hmm. And as for the crock pot, I might have to get it. I might have to get that. I'm gonna have to put that on a t- separate table with the slats I have and put it right in front of the DVD collection. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, my vacation was pretty chill. You know, I wasn't fully unplugged from the internet per se but I was able to like kick back and relax and I did start catching up with Kill la Kill and it's getting pretty good the storyline is kind of campy but it, as you watch it and it pulls you in it kind of makes up for it uh, we go to the chat room real quick uh, Nemesis47 says I'm no fan of Ava but end up loving Madoka and the blue guy's complaining about Microsoft's own USB downloads who can't see my flash drive. Flash drive. Bro, you need UNET booting. That's what you need. That's what I use for taking care of all of my stuff. And then we have references to WWE. And let's not even go there because we'll definitely be off the rails in that of that, you know? Yep. Let's keep this one as on track as we possibly can. Alright, so, I think that's it. Um, let me look at my notes here real quick. Um, we do have some cleanup coming up. Um, we are, we will be, me and Mako and Ari, we'll be at KatoriCon this weekend at, um, what's the name of the college? Gloucester County College. At Gloucester County Community College. Ari will be joining us later, but me and Mako will be there. Uh, 10, join us for Podcasting 101, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We'll basically tell you, how to start your own podcast, and where to go from there, and interesting stories of me getting the podcast to actually work. I will try to make it. I have work that morning. I can't promise I will be there on time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And we and um, we have a lot of uh, convention reviews that were coming down the pipe. I believe next week we'll be joined by Seiya Yatten from Kinmoku Revolution. And Serafita from Serafita Cosplay, they went to Otakon Vegas. And I think you want to hear what they have to say about that. <laughs> get, get, get your decks and get your chips, okay? Brutal stuff. The odds are against you. Man. I'm betting on it being yeah. awful stuff they're talking about, I mean. Yeah, and then... Sounds like the odds are forever in my favor. <laughs> Not in this case. And then, no. I, then the week after, and then the week after that, I mean, let me look at my calendar real quick. I mean, then the the week of the twenty first, we'll have our uh, KatoriCon review, and then the week of the twenty eighth, we'll have Serafita back on the show talking about anime Los Angeles. I mean, we have nothing but 
stop. Nothing but convention reviews. Wow. And yes, Game of Girl X, we will see you there. It's always good to see Game of Girl X at, at cons. She's awesome. Yeah, and for anybody that is going to uh, Katori Con and will be popping into our podcasting panel, I have giveaways. Yep. I think I have a giveaway to add to that as well, so... I have pony plushies and Hello Kitty plushies and lots and lots of candy. Yes, Nemesis. Otakon Vegas happened already. It was the same weekend as MAGFest. Just out west. Yep. I think we should get this uh, going. Yes, yes. I like the sound of that. All right, let me readjust the volume controls here. All right, so we got a lot to cover, so we'll be back.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. Alright, we don't, we are more or less on limited time per se. I kind of want to keep things within the time constraints, but you know, that shit never happens with me, so. No, but I'd like to actually get some sleep tonight, seeing as how I didn't last night. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to sleep. I need sleep. (laughs) You can't sleep until you're dead. I need sleep. Not my problem, but anyhow. I need sleep, (laughs) Beat your ass this weekend. She'll do it too. Yeah, but I can, I can keep her an arm's length away. She can't reach me. Shut up. See. All right, Ari, go go ahead and tell us about Magfest. All right, what do you want to hear about? I guess hey, start from when you got there, bro. I mean, what was All going right. on? What was the action? Well, I you know, I wanted to leave at a decent time on Thursday, so I left around noonish. I got to the Jersey-Delaware border, nearly got over the bridge, and then remembered I left my camera at home and after packing everything else. And it, like, dawned on me when I was eating lunch at a Denny's, too. Like, I forgot my fucking camera. Oh, goddammit. So, you know, I drove all the way back home, got the camera, drove all the way back down, and... <clears throat> let me, about a, let hmm? me interject real quick. I know exactly where you're coming from. Uh, one year, me and Phoenix, we were going down to Animazement. We're going to meet up with um our friend Oshi to drive down. As soon as I get on the train, Penn Station train, to go down, I realized I left my camera at home. So I, when I got down there, I borrowed a friend's camera to take pictures. So please continue. You know, I didn't have that kind of luxury, and yeah. I, I was I had briefly contemplated stopping at like a Best Buy somewhere, buying a little cheapo for the weekend, and then returning it after the weekend was done. But legit, yeah. Seems legit. But uh, people who see the photos that I take would have noticed a steep drop in quality of the pictures. Mm-hmm. So, end up getting down there around uh, 3, 4 o'clock. All things... Like, it was more like 5 o'clock, actually, you know, once all things were uh, yeah squared away. Gotcha. Waited for my contact on the room, you know, to get everything settled and unpacked and all. Yeah, it took me a while to get that text message, because that... Because even though I have my own little work lab, I turn off tech, I turn my phone to vibrate, except on Fridays, because it's casual Friday. I just turn mm-hmm. it down to 50%, so half the time, I miss shit. No, no, no. You know, coming down on you for it. Uh, let's see. You know, I got the pass, and for those who are wandering around MacFest, I don't know if anyone in the chat has, but uh, everything was themed around, you know, Legend of Zelda... A- Link to the past. Mm. All these signs were des- 
were stylized like the box art. I the saw. Yeah, the badges were uh, Hylian shields in either red, green, or blue, whatever, whichever one you uh, had. Like, guests had a, a normal blue one, I think. Mm -hmm. Vendors had green ones. Guests had red. Let's see. On a, let me double-check the schedule here. I love this guidebook app. I'm not sure. I think I think MAGFest had the guidebook app last year. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I just want to say one thing: everything around the National Harbor area is expensive as fuck. Really? I mean, when, the last time I was at Catu, that diner across the street was pretty was pretty reasonable. The uh, Cadillac Bar and Grill. Yeah. Yeah, that that one was pretty much the only exception. Oh, okay. And I got lucky on Thursday and Friday night because a I sat at the bar and b they had. Appetizer specials were like four, five, and six dollar appetizers. Mm. You order like one or two of them, and you're good for a while. But yeah, aside from a uh, <clears throat> a potbelly sandwich or works, which I found far too late, it was either going go across those streets into the really expensive restaurants or order takeout, which was kind of hit or miss. But uh, yeah, I only did one panel on a. Uh, Thursday night. That was the mm -hmm. auditions for the worst movie ever. Alright, please tell me Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li was listed. It wasn't like that. Oh. Basically, this guy named Tom White, who's good by the handle, he's an evil, he's, he is an evil genius, all one word, wrote a script that is deliberately bad and deliberately hackneyed and for a very cliched and played out subject matter, which in this case is the quote-unquote horrors of video games. Right. The uh, the uh, moderators, what, what happened was, is if you wanted to be picked out for it, you went off in a separate line and wrote your name down on a little slip of paper, and they would draw it before each scene, and you'd get to read the lines directly directly from the script. Right. And if you did, and if you, like, botched a line or corpsed, you'd be uh, thrown off the stage and seem to be repeated with someone else in your place. Gotcha. Now, aside from uh, Tom, there were other guests in there. There was uh, John St. John, you mm -hmm. know, King of Magfest, Linkara, and a couple other guys were uh, were hosting the panel, and they would, it would be half half the panel, like half the scene would be the hosts, you know, round it down in case of uh, odd numbers, and the other half would be people drawn from the audience. Now, <clears throat> Couple like couple like really out there things happen in this film. Do you know in the Muppets these uh, aliens that always go yep 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 yep. Yep. Someone in the audience who was sitting behind me was cosplaying as one of those things, one of those, the bright pink one. Yeah. His name got called. <laughs> and we're all and the collective response is, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> as he goes on stage and pretty much. Decides to go rogue, and all of his lines are either yep, 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 yep or nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and wow. he and he stole the show. Wow! About two thirds of the way in, G this guy proposes to his girlfriend with John St. John as Duke Nukem, doing the lead in and doing a lead into it. She said yes, by the way. Hmm. And in the last scene, I actually got my name got drawn. The the shit hit the fan pretty quickly. 
Oh. Because you know, I was the first one. My part was given first, so I was handed the script, and I was, like, looking through it, looking through it, looking for my lines. And uh, as I'm waiting for the other names to be drawn, I, like, casually, like, look over at the table where everyone's sitting and link and over Linkara's shoulder, and they see the, quote-unquote, prizes that people they're giving out to uh, whoever had the best in each scene. The prizes, they're signed DVDs, which are okay, except the, the DVDs were a who's who of shitty cinema. Mm. There was, you know, Green Lantern, Green Hornet, Chipmunks the Squeakwool, Big Mama's House 3, among others. I'm thinking, wait, I'm playing for one of those? You see, I don't really buy into the whole signed DVDs thing, so if I'm going to have a DVD on my shelf, I want to at least watch it once. And I'm pretty sure if I put any one of those movies in my DVD player, we'd start the machine revolution. Yeah. So, as soon as the scene starts, I my, my concentration was like broken from the scene those, and I flood the one line I started to read, and I got kicked off. I wasn't the first, I wasn't the only one to screw up a line, but it was just stupefying. Was there any alcohol induced in any of this? Uh, no one was drinking that I knew of. Aww. But it was funny hearing Linkara play one of the voices, they do one of the narrations, and his videos are usually somewhat clean. He doesn't, like, use any of, like, the really bad, like, really, like, intense swearing, but here you go. Well, he really fucked it up, didn't it? <laughs> it was just a little surreal. I mean, we ended up drinking later on during the uh, weekend, but, you know. And I would address Nemesis 47 in the chat room. House of the Dead wasn't one of the movies. Sorry. <laughs> so, there was a... A huge... Like, one of the huge, uh, you know... I don't want to say warehouses, but, like, had to be, like, 20 separate little storage rooms all, like, opened up for the gaming sections. Right, right. And the, fr the front of it, as you came in, was the uh, Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, there was uh, old-school arcade machines, old-school pinball tables, Ooh. modern cabinets, all of them set to free play. Nice. And, like, tons, like, especially the pinball machines were really popular, because... Especially the uh, Doctor Who pinball machine. Must have been a long line for that. Well, I wouldn't say a long line, but there was like, like over a dozen you know pinball tables lined up against one another, and someone was always playing that one. At least, like when I, whenever I was there. You know, there were various you know gaming tournaments also throughout the weekend. Uh, let me double check. This. All right. I'm warning you right now that because because it was so cold and because of you know the how they kind of felt like dropped on me like oh shit magfest is this weekend oh shit magfest is this weekend it's going to reflect in the title so just warn everyone who reads the article it's going to be like a old rocky and bullwinkle cartoon don't miss the next exciting episode con lang syne or there's cold and then the hills Okay, if we go to the chat room real quick at live.vognetwork.com, uh, Nemesis47 says, House of the Dead should be in the mix. That movie sucked ass. Mm-hmm. And Game Girl X says, Isn't there a taco place across the street, too? Though they run out of food. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, yeah, didn't 
know of any of the taco places, but one of the little bars or whatever had a they had a rule that you had to be in a collared shirt to get in. But I tell you what, though, a gaming con and a taco place across the street. Of course, it ran out of food. I mean, really. I'll have to double check the map to see which taco place she's talking about because mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing about one. But uh, Friday I had a, a few more panels to go to. One of them was one of them was actually a discussion, like a roundtable. Yeah. It was called. Wait, no, not this one. That was a later one. That was on Saturday. Uh, I'll get to that one. But, uh, see, James Portnoy had his panel called The Magic of Games, A Promise of Future Generations, which uh, runs down the, uh, you know, the emotional connection that people had with uh, other with games that they grew up with. Oh, yeah. Like, his was uh, one of Nintendo's old trade shows in, like, the late 80s mm-hmm. when Final Fantasy was debuting. Yeah. The original Final Fantasy. Yes. He he was one of the only kids. I think he was the only kid in line for Final Fantasy, and you know, he played the first you know fifteen or so minutes of it. You know, when you fight Garland, and, mm-hmm. it, and the whole thing sell like comes off like the uh, end of the game is right there. But the king says, "Oh, okay, I'll build a bridge," and he crossed that bridge and queues up the fun the yes. theme of Final Fantasy. You know, that was what got him into gaming originally. And, uh, it kind of flows along the lines of it's more than it meets the eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Next one after that was a video game named that tune. Cool. Which was exactly what you expect. It was run by X-Strike Studios, the guys who made River City Rumble way I, back when. I, they're still selling copies. Of it. I gotta get my hands on that. Mm-hmm. The, the guy who won it, though, A, was dressed up like the, the anonymous inspector from Papers, Please. <laughs> but, uh, you know how the last part was bit was uh, the bit off where you, I can name that to in X notes. Yeah. In this case, it was seconds of the song file. Right. Okay. The hit and the game point was you had to actually name the song yourself. He he had he was at four points. He goes down to one half of a second. They play the blip. He calls it out like just right there as soon as he hears it. Skyrim. He gets it right, and the whole crowd just starts cheering. Well, there are people that are that good. I mean, hey. Mm-hmm. Right, and this now, is... I partic- huh? This was all on Friday as well? No, I... yeah, this is, yeah. Okay, cool. Now, I was feeling, like, really fat and ugly and disgusting, so I left my cosplay at home. Except for, uh, speaking of papers, please, I was going to cosplay as an Ezek agent. <laughs> cool. But the only problem is, I thought it was going to be cool because you know, I made it out, made the mask out of uh, twine and pit and a black uh, cardstock. Mm-hmm. Except that I couldn't really see well out of it because the compromise was can't really like have bigger eye holes or make it look really obvious that your eyes are visible because you played the game and you notice the only eye you see is the star of Isaac over the guy. Over the uh, left, where the left eye should be, gotcha. and it's no sticking out. Okay. And about fifteen minutes later, I had the paper was getting matted to my face because I had sweated through it. So I was just like, oh, uh, "Fuck this shit!" and just like tore it off. He said, "Screw it!" and decided to move on to something else. I'm thinking about how I'm going to do that later. Either mm-hmm. just take a white generic mask and spray paint it black and paint the 
sign on there, but oh, okay. Th- that's only one way of thinking about because the Ezix messenger's face is just plain black, the nose sticking out, and that and the uh, star Ezix star. Mm-hmm. So uh, I gotta figure out how to uh, properly replicate that. Oh, okay. All right. So how did Saturday go? I wasn't done with Friday yet. Oh, I'm sorry. But uh. I can run down the panels briefly, but yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get to the meet the this is the abridged version. Everything you're gonna hear about's in the written one. Right. Uh, two o'clock was a a legitimate argument for why Captain N, the game master, was a masterpiece. I I don't care what anyone thinks. That cartoon was a masterpiece. And if he you had, don't like it, he, he GTFO. wasn't just you know, fanboying over it either. He had like legitimate arguments. He had said that it was basically. Like the Nutcracker, where he gets sucked, or the kid gets sucked in the world that his toys were in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that he is, and among other things, he wasn't, you know, just immediately gifted with the game-playing powers. He actually had to play the games over and over and over again to right. get good at them. And then, uh... To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase notebook. Let's see. It, too bad it wasn't cl- like the comic, because in the comic, um, Samus was a part of the team. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. someone else was taken off. I think it was either Pit, Pit, no, I'm sorry, Kid Icarus or Mega Man, probably due to licensure rights. Mega hi, let's do it, Icarus. <laughs> okay, 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 I'll stop. That's... 8.30, like, later on that night was, uh... Voice of Palooza, where he had, uh... The voice talents of Ellen McLean, John Patrick Lally, Matt Mercer, Wes Johnson, and Ego Raptor mm-hmm. was putting together a, a story based on audience suggestions, which is, you actually write it to, wrote down their lines on a card, and they would feed them to him. Oh, okay. Well, a couple things from this one. A, hearing Ellen McLean singing up, sing soprano on a line about why, why someone was staring at her dick. <laughs> That's really what she did. Got a standing ovation. And, uh, I forget what voice John St. John did it in, but it was like some kind of like drill sergeant-y voice, but mm. he wrote a line about like someone had wrote a line, and the guy was sitting directly behind me again. Different guy, but same coincidence. He said, "You bet, you better cue up the Kenny Loggins music because you're about to enter the danger zone." Oh, I've heard, I've heard that during my time in boot camp. <laughs> but uh, they also did about 15 minutes of the Big Lebowski oh. in character as different voices. Wow. Like a uh, Mr. Lebowski was uh, the sniper. Strong, like Strong Bad, was one of the assistants. Uh, forget the assistant. Um, and the admit, the admit, Glados was a uh, Bunny Lebowski. Oh, okay, all right. Cool. And uh, the dude was, was a, uh, yeah, Duke Nukem was the dude. It, it fits. Mm-hmm. Now on Saturday was the, was the uh, roundtable we were discussing about, which is a. Is good writing important for game design? Yeah. Short answer, yes. Long answer, fuck yes. But, uh, there was an argument for it. 
obviously, but it wasn't actually you know a panel. It was a roundtable discussion. Like one guy had said, "Hey, I'm not here to actually moderate this. We're gonna all like talk about talk about for and against it." Mm-hmm. So like 20 minutes into the panel, we're all like craning your heads around to see who's talking. I just decide, "Fuck it," take the chair out of the row it's in, just like spin around, face it to the uh, center, like, and someone goes, "Why don't we do this earlier?" And then next thing I know, everyone forms a circle around it. There you go. And that's how it's supposed to be, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I uh, also talked to uh, T- Tommy Tallarico as well as going sweet. over his panel for uh, creating audio for the 8-bit and 16-bit generations. That's sweet. Where he talks about his time, you know, working for uh, you know, design games, like design music for the NES and Genesis platforms. And... F- Fun fact, the uh, audio file for NES, you know, bits and sounds was uh, S-O-L when it was in development. Shit out of luck. Yep. <laughs> because Nintendo was so Byzantinian and controlling with their policies Yeah. that uh, that was kind of an in-joke for them. Yeah. And I also, I also got the interview for him, like, with him uh, the day, like, like, the day afterward. That's Which cool. I will send to you soon. Awesome, awesome. And at midnight was the Atop the Fourth Wall live panel. How was that? It was really good. He talked about this 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 Donkey Kong-based comic that came out in a, a magazine called Blip, which mm. was like in the late 70s, early 80s. Right. So the characterizations for Mario and Donkey Kong weren't really solidified. Right. So he just, you know that story apart and he gave us a preview of the episode of the top of the fourth wall that would debut on monday nice which was marville uh i think six and seven which uh he absolutely crucified in his review sometimes you just have to well the well, the series was bad and the last two issues were the absolute worst uh... and then it was at the meet and greet on sunday when i you know, got the recording from when I got the sound by from my car for plugging the podcast of the Voice of Geeks Network in general mm-hmm. and the Palarico interview. All right, cool. Any drive back was just three hours of smooth sailing up the coast to uh, New Jersey. Now, like I said, the the weather around the the DC area wasn't all that bad. Like. While everyone, while you were, you said you had like what a foot of snow. Yeah, and in some places of Long Island, it was still snowing. So we got a minimal dusting of snow. Lucky one you. Night. Yeah. So, and back home, you know, in southern New Jersey, when I got home, it was raining, and the rest of the snow was already washed off. Yeah, that's the same thing. Like, remember, like when it snowed about back in December, basically a month ago in December. When I when I had gone out to that staff meeting out in Western Jersey, it it hit hard. I find out here during all of that, it snowed, then it rained. Cause I get home, I'm like, the fuck happened to the snow? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but really bad snow has been kind of avoiding me this winter so far. Uh, just hang around, Mako. When our birthday rolls around, you'll get some snow. Yep. I don't want to jinx anything because I'll. You ain't jinxing shit. You... It has snowed on my birthday or whenever I have made birthday plans almost 
every year since I've been born. Yup. Really? Last year, um, we went to the way station yeah. for my 30th, and it snowed. Then we got the blizzard for my party the weekend after. Yeah, I yeah, it, it's it snows at least a little bit every year on my birthday or whenever I have plans for my birthday. So if you did something for my birthday coming up, chances are I would see snow. I don't know about that, but I know that many of my birthday parties have been canceled or ruined completely. My 21st birthday, there was an ice storm. Um, so out of everybody that was going to come out drinking with me, <laughs> one friend came. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, only th the problem I had with the Gaylord Hotel, aside from it being you know, really expensive, is that since my name wasn't on the list of mm. names for the room, my car was pretty much stuck in the parking lot because... If it, unless you, you have to be, on the like on the room's list, you know, as in you, know, the room has to be right, right, yeah. Put yours. Mm -hmm. You can't, in order to do uh, in and out during the day. Right. We'll have to. I, we'll have to take had, care of that I was for cat too. Uh, huh? We'll have to take care of that for cat too. I was reduced to just walking around the convention, walking around the, the immediate area, and I didn't want to go too far because, it was only like, sixteen, eighteen degrees. And the only thing that kept me warm was the heat of my raging middle finger. <laughs> but by so, but someone had told me like during the weekend because I was you know just generalized grope like griping about it. They said that last year they managed to get to a, get free of the you know usurious parking garage charges by just everyone rushing the gate at once because they're like. We're never going to be able to process all these people. They're like, all right, go, all right, go, all right, go. It wasn't that bad when I got there, but as I was driving out of the garage before getting into the little booth to pay, there was a there was a uh, hotel rep there. And he says, "Hello, um, do you have a prepaid ticket or do you have your room key?" I'm like, "I got my room key." All right, take the center lane. The center lane was automated, and you just swipe your card, and the gate opened up, I'm just like, in the event of emergency, your key card can double as a get-out-of-fucking-parking-fees-free-key-the-card. I just stomped on the gas and left an after-image in my wake. <laughs> so that was, that was 40, 50 bucks that I almost didn't, didn't I almost lost. And they're not going to charge it to the room that you used the key card from? If it, apparently not, it, but be, trust me, if it did, the uh, people who had the room would have been would have been calling me as I was leaving DC. Like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? But yeah, unless they say, "Hey, man, they charge us for the park for your parking," you know, I'm not worried about it. Mm, yeah, or I would have I would have heard about it too. Yeah. Okay, so overall, what did you think uh, of MAGFest this year? I thought it was great, but I was kind of bummed that you guys weren't there down there with me. Well, next year, next year. But, uh, 
Yeah, it was at least an 8 out of 10. Alright. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um let's let's talk news. Um let me let me pull let me bring this over here and well, let's see. Let's see if we can actually get news. Good. Anime News Network is back and working perfectly. They must have had. Yeah. A, they must have what, had a backup server. All about? They must have had a backup server or something. Okay. Now, as I said, as I was saying before, um, I had just started watching um, Kill a Kill, and it, it, it's it, it's a little campy. But it's still a good series, though. I mean, for what it's worth, especially if you like the art styling of of if you like the art styling of Gurren Lagann. Now, as with when you're writing papers or reading anything, this tends to happen. It seems that a mangaka suggests that Kill a Kill may be plagiarized. Oh, it seems that. Recent murmuring among Japanese online communities is suggesting that the concept may be n- not so unique after all. Over a decade ago, Hiroki Oshima and Daisuke Hara teamed up to create Gakuen Noise, a boarding school fighting manga published in Monthly Zero Sum, a magazine aimed at women. Oshima has since moved on to work in the French comics industry, but fans have played a number of similarities between uh, Gakuen Noise and Kill la Kill. Gakuen Noise sets in a boarding school so large it functions almost like a town. Kill a Kill is set in a massive school that towers over a sprawling shanty town. Both schools are ruled by an authoritarian student council that tightly restricts his students' freedoms. Both star a hot-headed transfer student that bucks the rules and smears the student council in Gakuen Noise. By calling the school's supposed freedom, Pig's Freedom, Dan Hanagata, the lead character from Gakuen Noise, seeks the truth behind a close friend's death and bears his red scarf as a memento. As a memento. Ryuki Matoi of Kill the Kills, looking for her father's murderer, and carries a red scissor blade as a memento. Both get into a series of fights with the student council. Oh boy. Yeah, and they actually show some of the artwork, and it's I can see some slight resemblance, but the girl with the big giant at pigtails has Jillian Hall's mole over her left eye. Mm. Well, those are from the because there were two writers for um, Gakuen. Yeah, and the second writer is like, look, we we all have times where we're gonna pull from other. Things or where things are going to be the same. The Mm -hmm. art that's there is actually his art for a new manga that he's doing. Mm -hmm. It's not um, Gakuen, but that's one that he's doing now. Um, The one that looks the the black and white one is actually a um, uh, is a transvestite boy. Mm. But when you compare it to uh, Nue Harimi, they look. the The look itself is similar, but yeah. it's like a cleaner see, look, you know. Yeah, you can see that one is edgier and one's supposed to be cuter. But at the same time, it's 
that crap happens. But yeah, because the when, when you started to describe it, I started thinking of Mugen Gakuen from Sailor Moon S. You know. Mm-hmm. Main thing is everybody's gonna copy from somebody. I guess sometimes we tend to copy more. Hell, Sheila Booth's in trouble for for plagiarizing shit. So. Really, what he plagiarized? The upcoming movie he's working on, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, look at look at um, all the movies that are out now. It's like, oh, well, this is based on Eva, and oh, this is based on Outlaw Star, and oh, yeah. I mean, these people get a lot of their ideas from stuff that they really like. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I mean, it's it's fan fiction yep. that they can make money off of. That's what Fifty Shades of Grey was. Exactly. Yes. My thing you is, what you want, you change. You, you put what you want, you change your names, and then you've got something completely different. See, this this is how I look at it. Unless you actually go as far as pointing out lo- similar, like identical locations, and maybe a character, then it's more or less it's fair game. It's not like what Nick Simmons did and just traits other pages from other mangas. Yeah, yeah, that is plagiarism. Yes. All right. So now that we got that out the way, uh, I know Mako, you would love to take this next one, so it's all yours. Yeah. Um. There's a Sailor Moon concert uh being held at Zep Tokyo venue on February 27th. It's in celebration of an upcoming release. Um. Sailor Moon 20th Anniversary Memorial Tribute Album. And it's going to be released on January 29th. Um, Basically, the concert is going to have popular singers that have done a lot of other anime singing classic Sailor Moon songs. Um, The artists uh, will also appear on the CD... But the final artist to sing such songs as uh, Atome no Policy and uh, Moonlight Densetsu, they haven't been announced. I'm really, really hoping since um, Memorial Clover Z is part of this that they're not going to fuck up Moonlight Densetsu again. Moonlight Densets. Whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> no, my thing is, do, do, all right, do not fuck up. Rashiku Ikimashio, the ending theme to Supers, Sail- and Sailor Star song. Don't fuck those up, or else somebody somebody's answering to me. Yeah. You know well. when you listed it in the uh, when you had the outline listed for a second there, I thought it said Sailor Moon acoustic concert. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> Sailor Moon. Which, which now I got an image in my head of Shiba Mamoru playing the part of Kurt Cobain. No, no, no. I got you one better. An acapella concert. All the Sailor Moon songs done by Rockapella. Oh, dear God, no. Yes! No. Yes! No. Yes! No. Yes! Yes! N yes! fucking no. Yes! Anyway, yes! shut the fuck up so I can continue this, because okay. I'd really right, like right. to get to sleep at some point. All right, all right, sorry. Um, some of the artists that will be participating, um, Mitsuko Hori, who, uh, was the voice of Sailor Moon, Sailor Galaxia, um, she's gonna be doing the Candy Candy theme song, um, uh, Mitsuko Hori, that's the one I already said, um, Makoto uh, Kawamoto, who's done music for Roroni Kenshin, 
Um, uh, Tommy Heavenly Six, who does uh, music for Soul Eater. Uh, Haiko Mamori, who's a love doll, lovely idol, My Bride is a Mermaid. So, I mean, it's a lot of singer, a lot of musicians, a lot of groups that have done a lot of uh, really popular anime music. So I'm really, 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 really hoping they don't screw this up. Well, and now if you look at the end of the article, the new anime will be premiering between now and January 31st. 24 days, uh, Kodansha. Shuisha, well, they did say the, they said January, but they also said winter. No, it was confirmed January 2014 at Comic Con. It was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. We eat. We. I remember. I had a friend that was at the panel that com- and she confirmed it, and we. I also said it on the podcast as well, and it says here in the article. Because, I mean, there have been a lot of rumors on why things have been mm-hmm. uh, pushed back so many times. Um, mm-hmm. While one of them is the fact that they couldn't find uh, voice actors and voice actresses. Uh, one of the other ones, uh, which I thought was actually a really good point, was that they were trying to milk the 20th anniversary dolls and things like that before pulling out the new ones. To try and get as much money as possible. This is coming off like the Duke Nukem of anime, Duke Nukem Forever of animes. Well, you also got to think about, you know, it. Um, the merchandise sells it because if the anime is great, but if the merchandise doesn't sell, pull. Well, yeah, I mean that's what almost happened uh, with Sailor Moon in the first place. Yep. Is if they didn't come out with the Moon Rod, with the Moon Wand. Sailor Moon would have been canceled. It's also half the reason why Young Justice got canceled. Mm-hmm. That's the the reason... other half was that it was popular with girls. Well, that's the reason why PGSM only had one season. It it, it got great ratings in that morning time slot because it was part of the superhero time uh, setting, but the merchandise didn't sell as well. But then again, it's going to be online. I mean... Yeah, that's one of the other things is they don't know if because of how things have been worded and how things have been said, um, while the anime is going to stream on Nico Nico, um, nothing has been said on whether or not it's only going to stream or if it's going to have a TV uh, debut. Again, this falls under biggest worst rumor of the anime industry. Funimation is sitting on the rights to Sailor Moon. I'm just saying... Do not be surprised when they finally announce that Nico Nico Doga is streaming Sailor Moon on such and such date. There will be a simulcast at Funimation.com. Truthfully, I would not be surprised. Exactly, because right because now, with some with something with this name, mm-hmm. it's either going to be Funimation or it's going to be Viz. And right now, Viz is working. They, they got right now. Their main project is the reboot of Ranma One Half. I don't think they have time to do Sailor Moon right now. Well, with so all they the mean stuff... it'll be Funimation by process of elimination? Yeah. I don't know. Funimation's been pushing out a lot of stuff recently, too. Yeah. So, it, it could go either way. But because be right. it's going to be subtitled in ten different languages, it's not just going to stream on Nico Nico. It's going to stream on something in the States. 
Well, you got and there there are only three main streaming sites. Crunchy, You've got Funimation, yeah. Crunchyroll, and Viz. Yeah, that yeah, Viz is Neon Alley. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's it's gonna be on one of those three. It's just a matter of who the hell got the rights. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, moving right along, I'll give a quick uh pre a uh, quick synopsis. A few several episodes back, we discussed that. Fairy Tale is coming to a temporary end. They're stopping the series for various reasons. Now, Ari, please tell the people about their beloved fairy tale. Oh, you mean it's going to return in April? Yep. Okay, then. Directi- Director Ishihara assures fans that, that so some staff members have changed. The quality has increased. The sixth issue of 2004... Of... Mm, pardon me. Of Kanesha's weekly Shonen Jump magazine is announcing on January 8th that the anime adaptation of Hiram Mashima's fairy tale manga will return in April on Tokyo TV and its related channels. <clears throat> Director Shinji Ishihira expressed his joy at being able to bring the anime to fans in the spring. He mentioned that while there will be a staff change for the first for the restart of the anime, they are working to increase the quality of the show as a whole. The magazine lists the cast and staff. Natsu is Tetsuya Kakihara. Oh, you, you don't have to go through that part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Takeuchi is replacing A- Aoi Yamamoto as a character designer, while Bridge is replacing St- Satellite as one of the studios animating the series. <clears throat> Mashihima has, has asked fans earlier this year to wait until they get announced some good news, since the first television anime adaptation of Fairy Tail ended. He added on Twitter at the time, it's actually not over yet. I can't say more than this, but I hope you watch the re- rerun starting in April and wait for the day I can announce some good news. Anime is not the end. Don't stop believing. The series concluded with a to-be-continued title card. Mm-hmm. He later announced that the television anime project had been relaunched. So, fans of Fairy Tale, this is the like this is what you've been waiting for. So, I'm going to guess that he was given an X amount of budget they were given a budget to work with to produce the series. Now, based off of ratings and sales of the merchandise, they are able to go to a better studio and get more done. I'm now hopefully, I well, I have a feeling like the first couple episodes will be like a complete re- rewind of what happened, and then they just go right into it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. like they'll recap like briefly what happened at least. And I noticed in this one, comparing from other images, they made Lucy's boobs bigger. How how nice uh, of them. How nice. Uh, of course they did. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't really uh, watched that much fairy tale. It's uh, another one on the long list of shit I need to watch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, same here. It's one of those series where everyone's talking about, but it's not on that level where, you know, I... I rather not. It's just like it's people talking about on an average level where I can get into it. So so I may just have to. Because it does sound like something that's kind of interesting straight up my alley. Alright then. Alright, now I totally forgot this was coming on Saturday and they only aired it once. So I'm probably going to have to find, I'm going to have to acquire the first episode of this. But if I knew I was going to miss it, I would have went searching for it. You can watch it on a Funimation site. Uh, well, you know me. I'd rather watch it. I'd rather watch it in front of my big screen TV. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. 
Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Space Dandy. The first episode was leaked before it hit um, Adult Swim. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. I just like, it has like that, that 70s style to it, you know? And it just, it has that 70s style and it reminds me too much of Irresponsible Captain Tyler. So. Look at that pompadour. Exactly. sideburns. Wait, what's it? I think it was one of your friends that posted or somebody posted, it might have been on the Funimation site, that it was um, an anime version of... Johnny Bravo in space. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was either B- Byron D or uh, or Dimatrex. It was probably one of those two because I know they were looking forward to that. Um, pretty much last Friday, the first episode was leaked online via torrent sites, and pretty much it was t- it was said with a, with a little message. That was a that that was hard to seed. Work done. Madman fixture leaks again. So I'm going to assume that somebody on the inside got a copy of it and just let it loose. And what's interesting, this is a simulcast release. There's no delay. As soon as you know, which is pretty cool. And, I'm guessing someone really wanted to quit their job in the most epic way possible, and hmm. this was what they did. Well, no. What uh, I think what happens, because um, I, I remember reading something about this, it was released early in Japan. Yes. Um, and somebody grabbed it before they realized and took it down. Mm-hmm. In that time, somebody grabbed it and torrented it. Yeah. Which isn't the first time that they've done that. Yeah, and if you look here, the second episode, Oriemo, was leaked from ANN's site in 2010. Uh, One Piece and Phantom, those streams were compromised and leaked. And say they had with Code Geass on Bandai's channel back in 08. Look. Yeah, uh, people are going. If you post it early, people are going to find that shit, even if they have to do a really quick download of it so that it's crappy quality, they're going to download that shit and put it for everybody to see. And sometimes you don't even have to have it leak, have it out early by accident. People know people, okay? All they got to do is tap somebody to get something, and they will do it because they can. You said well, Johnny, Bra- you said Johnny yeah. Bravo in anime, and I got another weird image in my head. <laughs> Stu the monkey with me! He's doing the monkey in the spacesuit. Well, that and the uh... Johnny Bravo trying to hit on some of the m- more uh, violent uh, anime chicks. Like, uh, all of a sudden, he's in, like, love here, like, hey, our little mama, and, you know, Naru just punches him into the fucking, like, back across the Pacific Ocean. Like, yeah, whatever. Now, <coughs> pardon well, me. No problem. As we're talking about Space Dandy, um, Bahi JD, one of the, um, an animator for the series, does not like the dub. He, the tweets have been deleted, but you know this is the internet. Once you say it, it's it's there forever. Somebody will find it one way or the other. Now, Bahi JD says the English dub can be misleading later due to modification they did. Small changes, but on important stuff, it's a shame. Subs is better because in English dub they changed some parts that were actually important elements for the character and story. 
and this is going to fuel the fire over subbed versus dubs. Okay. It's no surprise. You can't do direct translations of the Japanese jokes because they don't make sense in foreign in other languages. Exactly. There's a lot of wordplay and homonyms that don't really fit well when they're translated into English. Well, he's not saying that. He's saying that they basically removed things that were going to be important later on. No, but how do we... Which they've they've done in other anime. Yeah, especially if it's going to be on TV. Yeah, I mean, having to tone down... Like, like let's say... Um, let's say a character uh, dies, or his parents die, or something like that, and <laughs> this is what is supposed to be a children's story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you come to America, you go to some of those other countries that really, really, really take their editing to the extreme. Thailand. And maybe their parents go on vacation. You know, maybe the parents don't die now. Maybe the parents are going on vacation or so- something like that. That's going to dramatically change the original theme of the story. Case in point. The most the most extreme you'll see is uh, they've, they're separated. Or... or- and a prime example of editing that was more or less part of the story, but you could kind of get away with, Sailor Moon S. Yeah. Kissing Cousins. Really? Yes, Kissing Cousins. I'm sorry. They could have gotten away with that better if they were sisters. You could have worried it probably where they were fucking sisters. Yeah, they were fucking sisters. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. <laughs> You, you are... walked right into that one. Oh God! You don't. Let, <laughs> you do realize I'm going to write. I'm going to post about that later. You Please do that. Yeah. All right. And okay. I I gotta find um a particular uh song for this. I think I have it on my computer, but on the same token, I'm not sure. So come on. What are you planning? Uh, yep, I do have it on my computer, okay. Should we hit the deck? No. Come on. Come on. Not everybody knows this song, this theme, but if you're a fan of Chicago Bulls, You'll know this. This is the entrance theme for the Chicago Bulls when they come out and play. Now, who is the most famous player of the Chicago Bulls? This is Michael Jordan's song. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yes. Most popular player of the Chicago Bulls is Michael Jordan. Now, what does Jordan and Hayao Miyazaki have in common? They can't decide whether they want to retire uh, or not. That's right. I think right now Miyazaki has made more comebacks than Jordan. What about Ric Flair? Wrestling doesn't count. They always come back. You shut! What? Fuck, she has a point. Yeah, <laughs> wrestling doesn't count. They, 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 no. It, she's, she's got it a doesn't. point. They co- it doesn't. I mean, it, they retire and then they start needing money so they could be 60, 70 years old sagging and they're still going to come out into the ring. They might not fight. They might not wrestle. But they're still going to bitch at you. Oh, so you... Claire d- will die in the fucking ring. So you... So, so Mako-chan, you did see Old School Raw Monday night. No, I was <laughs> I, I was actually watching your posts, and I was actually pissed off that I didn't watch it. 
go, there is a torrent. Oh, wait, there are ways to acquire the episode, so. Yeah, because when you're going on, I'm like, I know them. That's when I actually was watching wrestling. And if you if you get uh, if you have the Universal Channel, they will re-air uh, Raw this week. Mm. Well, anyway, let's yeah. continue with this. Miyazaki is withdrawing his retirement announcing uh, his retirement announcement. Um, this is the seventh time that he's oh, announced his retirement and then withdrew his statement. He announced his retirement in 1986. 1992, 1997, 2001, 2004, 2008, and now this year. Uh, the announcement was made on Japanese radio um, on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people didn't actually think that he would retire, especially with how popular The Wind Rises is. But at the same time, uh, he he's... He's got to retire at some point, but I am glad that he's back because his movies are the ones that have kept Studio Ghibli going. Mm-hmm. Gonna, he's going to die slumped over an animating table. Yeah, very... drawing board. Yeah, very, very, po- uh, very, very possible. But I mean, yeah, this is now seven times that he's stated that he's going to retire and then doesn't. Yeah. I mean, the, the expression on his face just, just smells of trolling, you know? And the, the thing He's is... Like, <laughs> you believed it this time, didn't you? The thing is, I, I don't think he needs to retire, but I think he needs to go on vacation, which is probably what this is. He gets very, very bogged down with his movies because he gets very, very into... Like, he's very, very um, detail-oriented. Mm. But he's also, like, he's one of those people that he has to have a part of everything. Um, He micromanages, that's it. Mm. So when he does a movie, at the end of that movie, he's freaking exhausted. So of course he's thinking, yeah, I want to retire. Once he's gone on vacation, he's got nothing to do and he's all rested again. It's like, well, fuck. You know, Osamu Tezuka's last words were to a nurse, he says, please let me keep working. It was to the nurse who was taking away a sketch pad and wanted him to rest. Mm. Well, these are people who really love what they do. See, what Miyazaki needs to, he needs to be more like the Undertaker. Work on that project and then just go on vacation. For just, nine months out of the year. Yeah, just start making hints that you're coming back. You know, Start flashing a trailer for something new that's coming soon, you know? I don't think there's a Japanese translation of Ain't No Grave. <laughs> 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 Act deaf. Fool me once, blame on you. Fool me seven times, shame on me. Dungeon Buster says he should have just done the Miyamoto thing and just leave the option open. Legit. And yeah, Ari, I'd like to see Miyazaki direct the Pokemon film. I- I'd like that. That would be interesting. Yes, it would. Like the origin story, like the full origin story. Hey, we might even get see a Pokemon movie that's as good as Pokemon Three. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not, nice to know that that come out what way over your guys' heads. Chirp, 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 chirp. All right. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking movie. at. I'm yeah, looking the... at the awe. 
in the first the first three movies, like in the early history of the anime, the third one is the best of the three, and the quality just kind of drops off from there. It happens. Now that our Skype line is open, if you want access questions about MAGFest, any of the articles we've discussed, or anything else, just go ahead and Skype us at Anime Jam Session. We will answer you shortly because we will believe you. While we're checking who's on the Skype, who Skype will be Skyping us in, we're going to go ahead and talk about silly stories from Japan. Marco, you can have the first one because I know how you feel about old people. Yeah, um, four die after choking on mochi, at least ten hospitalized. The National Police Agency and Fire and Disaster Management Agency said Thursday that four people had died after choking on mochi rice cakes. Furthermore, ten people in Tokyo were hospitalized on Wednesday after choking on mochi. Of the ten, nine were over 65 and two remain in coma. Uh, it was reported that the fatalities were a man in his 70s, uh, a man in his 80s, an 85-year-old man, and an 85-year-old woman. Basically, they're still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, mochi is eaten um, during New Year's holidays. It's a traditional um, New Year's food. Mm -hmm. So it's something that everybody's going to have. But at the same time... Why are old people suddenly choking on this shit? Some really, some really vindictive DM like says, "Roll a check to chew," and it comes up like a three or a four. You start choking. I, I mean, it, it's it it is a very chewy kind of cake. It, it's it's basically the pounded it, it's pounded rice made into a cake with and then sweetened. So, I mean, yeah, it's really, really chewy. It's really, really good, but it's really, really chewy. But at the same time, these are 80-year-old people, 70-year-old uh, people. These are people that have been eating this shit for 70 years. How do you not remember to chew it? You know, there's no mention of whether or not they have all their teeth or prosthetic teeth in this case. So, uh, okay, that, that could be it. All right, I know the reason why people are choking and dying on the mochi. Why? Did that go to mochi? No, they let they're letting Usagi Tsukino make it. Wah, wah, really? Wah. <laughs> well, that that is the whole thing is um the rabbits in the moon make mochi. Yep. <laughs> I prefer my mochi with ice cream in the center, but that's just me. Do you even make booze-filled mochi? No. Okay, well, I'm, I'll make it I'll, myself. All right, you do that while I go ahead and take this next article. Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tokyo woman haggles muggler down to down to one thousand yen, which is about ten bucks. <laughs> about six a.m. on December twenty-sixth, a young woman was walking down the street in Tokyo, and she was suddenly confronted by a man with a knife, saying, "Give me all your money, or or give me all your money, and nothing will happen." The woman at 20 complied and passed over 3,000 yen, but that wasn't it. She stayed firm, and she was, and she said, um, could you give me back 2,000 yen? I have a bill to pay. And the mugger's like, oh, really? I see. Gave her back 2,000 yen and just left. What? A, it's a gentleman mugger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... 
granted it's during the holidays mm -hmm. and i can sort of understand that but at yeah. the uh, at the same time if all you're doing is taking 10 bucks from somebody uh, why there's something wrong with you yeah it's <laughs> like oh okay you have bills to pay here what the fuck you know a setup like that is usually how some like a situation like that is usually how someone sets up jacking the mugger in response but like like you say something really outlandish and the mugger's like like he stands relaxed and he goes what and then boosh they're like oh it, like here's my wallet oh, like, oh shit i dropped it he bends out and pick it up surprise motherfucker and <laughs> punches punch his fist into the into god the oh man and he lift his nose into his face i mean into his brain cops won't arrest me i just stopped the guy from mugging someone Hear that or spear him into a train. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, let's so, continue uh, on to the next, next one. Yeah, Skype line is still open, people, so. Alright, I think you oh, got, got the, next one. the next one. Yeah. A woman was arrested for sending over 200 fan letters to a rocker. A 37 year old woman has been arrested for violating anti stalker laws. After sending 209 fan letters, fan in quotes here, mm -hmm. to former rogue rock band singer Atsushi Okuno between December 3rd and 10th. Which is Okuno. only a week. Yeah. 209 fan letters in a week. Alright, now, let's take, let's take a quick uh, break on that, because we got a call on the Skype line. You called in the Anime Jam session. Who do we have the honor of talking to? Hey, this act deaf. Hey, what's going on, hey. buddy? Hey! What's going on, Actev? Well, you talked about that article about uh, the creator of certain series. Uh, I didn't catch the name, sorry. Uh, and about talking uh, smack about the translation and localization of, of, of his series on, yeah. on, mm -hmm. on yeah. the States. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, the, yeah. I, I have a personal, uh, really personal opinion and probably biased about that because I'm a translator myself. Mm -hmm. I, oh. I, I, I don't have a, a translation job, sadly, but I, I did study translation. My major is in translation. I'm a, uh, I'm a BA on trans in translation, so oh, okay, cool. I know my stuff. Uh, uh, basically, and you were talking about it, and it's valid that if they change something uh, really radical in the story, like uh, you were saying the example of the parents, that maybe in the original series, or in the original, uh, <coughs> sorry, well, in the, in the original language, uh, they were killed or something like that, but they changed it in, in the in the in localization to like they're uh, like they're separated they're or yeah, they're missing or they're separated right. or something like that. Uh, and that's that's uh, a valid point there. But most people, uh, and especially uh, when when I see opinions and or, or reviews uh, of certain uh, animes uh, or well dubs in in this case, uh, the, oh the voice actor sucks or they change uh, certain things and stuff like that, and and I have to say that it's really difficult to to make a localization and and make it totally accurate to what the original series was. Uh, so it's uh, nothing. That's uh, that's something that to take the uh, sorry to take for granted. Right. And it's nothing that that it should 
should it be criticized at least at that level. It should be criticized on, on the objective level, like, oh, is the, uh, are the voices correct? Uh, uh, is, is the, the actor portraying uh, uh, something or, or, or correctly? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think about the words I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. I understand. Uh, I mean... I mean, I've been follow, I've been a fan of anime for like ten, fifteen years, and, and I've heard the debate back and forth. And you know, and knowing voice actors and actresses, sometimes you know there are some companies who try to do transliterations, where it's like a direct translation, and it doesn't work too well. The closest thing to a uh, tra- uh, transliteration that we have as an anime is Full Metal Alchemist, because Square Enix told Funimation get it right the first time. You know, so. And yeah, basically, uh, also the translation, the localization team uh, gets under a lot of pressure because they work on a, on a schedule and and they have to make the work right and correctly and and the voice to match and everything. So it's not simply just a translation. Uh, many people think of the uh, like subbing, like the most easiest thing to do, and it it maybe is, but uh, doing a dub, it's more complex it's right, a lot it, more it work is. and and that's something i learned uh on my college years on my university years because right. i uh i had some classes for interpretation and doing simultaneous stuff uh it's really tough to do it's something that that not many people can do and and you have to take notes you have to do uh you have to translate on the on the exact moment so uh when making a dub and and I'm talking about uh, what I think it's done. Uh, it's, it's something like that. Maybe not on the spot. You have a script. You have uh, training to do and um, and practice the, the voices and all that stuff. But still, it's a lot of work to do. It's uh, you have to ma- you you have to make the di- dialogues match the the voices, and well, you get the the idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, as, as I tell people, it just comes down to there's no such thing as a bad dub. It's like, it kind of more like bad script writers or bad directors. It's a little bit of two, you know. Yeah, it's if it's if something is bad, it's basically because they didn't uh they they didn't work well mm-hmm. uh, on the script. They didn't work well on the translation itself. So. The trans- in the tradition itself, it's it's gonna take a lot of work, and if if you don't if you don't uh, do it right, it's gonna turn bad everything. Exactly. And I and I learned that that the hard way because yeah, you, if and you were talking about it, if you do a direct translation or a little translation, it's gonna suck, like bad. Well, and in the fandom nowadays, they feel they know better, but even though most people in the fandom have never worked in it, it's like just because you see it done, that doesn't make you an expert on how it's done. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. it's something that the main reason I got into translation in college is because I wanted to work uh, for dubbing and subbing here in Mexico. Uh, sadly, that didn't uh, that didn't came to fruition, but still, it's something that I respect. I, I respect a lot of people here in Mexico and the United States and everywhere that do this stuff and and they they uh they make up uh they have passion for it so mm-hmm. i ha i have a certain faith for uh for all the translation workers and localization workers out there 
because I know that there's there's a lot of work uh, behind of, of that, and and basically it's something that I appreciate. So yeah. Yeah, and, and you know I really wish more fans more fans would would, would have the emphasis like you because I know a lot of voice actors out there they would those words would really hit home to them because they understand how much you appreciate the work that they do. Mm-hmm. All right, bro. You have anything else to add to the conversation tonight? Uh, well, nothing much. Uh, just that, and well, uh, hope you have a, a really great 2014. And well, the best of luck. Thanks a lot. Thank man. you. We have a lot of Thank stuff. You. We have a lot of stuff planned for this year, bro. Yeah. All right. Take care. You have a great evening. Thanks a lot, Thank man. You. All right. Night. Later. Later, bro. That was an awesome call from ActDev. Let's hurry up and knock out this last story and take our break and get up on out of here. Because cause for some reason, there is a noose hanging above my head with the note, Property of, Ma- of Mako-chan. Yeah, wow. I'm tired. That's... <clears throat> oh, I'm the implications tired. of that. Yeah, we need to go to bed. That wasn't what I was referring to. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I, I'm on like three hours of sleep. Yeah, knock so. out this last article. Um, Ari, then I'll take this last one because it's it like no surprise news. So, uh, the one about a. Uh... Oh yeah, the fan letters. Yeah. You know, you know. One second. Let me bring it back up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sending two hundred and lot, two hundred nine letters to a guy with a, with a period of ten of seven days. <clears throat> Okudo, at age 50, has been confined to a wheelchair since an accident at a construction site in 2008, and now divides his time as an actor, singer, and author. The suspect, identified as Yumi Ishida, was quoted by police saying, I am the ultimate loyal and devoted fan. I felt truly connected to Okudo-san through my letters. Mm. And she was arrested in September for sending nearly 30,000 emails to him since... <clears throat> Since two thousand July two thousand and twelve, and she has a written cease and desist to go along with it. Where does she have time to write all those letters? It's almost bad as that woman who kept calling nine one one so many times a day. You know. Yeah, thirty thousand emails in a little over a year. That's absolutely that. That I mean, that's not. 20, that's almost thirty letters a day. I just did the math. Eesh. Twenty-nine, thirty letters. That is absolutely maddening that you would send that many emails. And I mean, two hundred nine letters in seven days. If this guy winds up dead somewhere, this is our number one suspect here. Mm. All right. Now, last bit of news that popped up. This was something that's been on the radar. Believe it or not, this news has been on the radar for the last three years. Maybe even four. The big rumors that Sprint and T-Mobile are going to merge. T-Mobile is going to buy Sprint. Sprint's going to buy T-Mobile. And the big thing is, it's never going to happen because they're on two, ne- two separate on carrier networks. Sprint is CDMA, and T-Mobile is GSM. But things are starting to blend a little because of 4G. Now, as we all know, SoftBank which owns like a 70%, which originally had a 70% share hold of Sprint, and now owns all the Sprint. It's now a subsidiary of SoftBank. SoftBank is now making its way into buy T-Mobile. 
and this will make uh, SoftBank the second largest mobile carrier with revenue. So, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, I just look at it this way. If this happens, which means we'll get better 4G service, I'm all for it. Because right now, T-Mobile owns uh, Metro PCS and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at, if you combine T-Mobile and Sprint, you're looking at the combination of not only T-Mobile and Sprint, but I think 80% of the uh, pay-by-month phones. Yeah. Because I think most of them are in T-Mobile. I'm on um, uh, Virgin Mobile, which is Sprint. Right. Yep, mm-hmm. So I mean, you're looking at uh, you're looking at a really big conglomerate if this happens. Yeah, because originally AT and T was going to buy T-Mobile. What's funny is that Sprint and Verizon, like, no, this will make too big of a control. You know, I have a feeling if this happens, like Sprint might have to give up like a prepaid network or some Spectrum, or T-Mobile might have to do something like that. But what's interesting. I think if I'm looking at it correctly, SoftBank is only buying um, T-Mobile's uh, U.S. arm. I don't think they're buying um, the whole thing. Yeah, because there's T-Mobile Germany and Europe and so forth under uh, Deutsche Telekom, which is uh, T-Mobile's per- parent company. So. I don't think it is that big of a deal, but T-Mobile's been shaking things up, you know, with with their with their plans of now. They're saying if you're on the T-Mobile network, there's free roaming in Europe on our network, which is like, wow, damn. Yeah, I mean, T-Mobile was actually when it because I I started out yeah. my first phone was on T-Mobile, um, and I had no problem with T-Mobile until I went to school. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had a problem. But I tell you, I, the first semester I was in school, I had really shit service. I called them up and they said, we have a lot more people going into the area. By the time, uh, by the time summer was over, they had had an extra tower put in because mm. so many people were on it. So, I mean, they were expanding really, really quickly back then. And, I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. – uh, what, five, six years now? Seven? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're looking at a company that basically just kept going. Yeah. I can... And didn't, because, I mean, at first they were basically the the uh, the text version of Nextel. Mm-hmm. With their stupid little texting thing. Mm-hmm. Um... But as soon as they really got into the cell phone stuff, they took off. I just hope that integrating it together won't be a problem because what really killed Sprint is when they bought Nextel and they were managing two networks and customer service and quality just fell out. And eventually Nextel, I think Nextel is still around. I, I think, no, 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 Nextel is gone. Nextel outside of U.S. is still going, but... It's all, 
I think if you're next to, I think you're on Boost Mobile now, so I don't fully remember the story. But main thing is, you had they were trying, they were dealing with two different networks. So the million dollar question is, if the buyout happens, will all of us Sprint users be given? Will we will we be going to to T-Mobile's network, or will it, the other way will it happen the other way around? It's like when a singular and AT&T merged. Eventually, everyone got pushed onto the AT&T network. Well, because of um, T-Mobile has the larger network, mm-hmm. so they wouldn't be pushed to Sprint. Sprint would be pushed to T-Mobile. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they integrated something. They might integrate like some of the ba- you know what it could be the the, the spectrums. They could integrate the spectrums because I could see I could see keeping Sprint. I can see them keeping the CDMA, but when it comes to the 4G, the newer phones will be on the T-Mobile 4G spectrum. That's what I see happening. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's really, really possible because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can have two people that have one has T-Mobile and one has Sprint go down into a basement and the person with Sprint still has service, but the person with T-Mobile doesn't. So I don't think T-Mobile is going to get rid of that aspect. Yeah. I think they're going to basically steal the technology that Sprint has and integrate it. I think that's basically what's going to happen. Fair enough. All right. Now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead, take our last break, and when we get back wrap things up and get the heck up on out of here. Works for Good. me. I need sleep. Ah, sleep is for the week. You've Shut mentioned up. that a couple times, Mako. I'm tired. Well, too bad. <laughs>
You know, I actually almost forgot how awesome that album is. I haven't listened to it in a while. I'm going to have to um, load it up one more time. And I believe that group was called Nine. They did the uh, title theme to the Ron Moore have a uh, live-action TV movie that came out, what, a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad now I have a PlayStation 3, which is a region-free Blu-ray player. I can go ahead and grab me that import disc. Have fun with that. Yeah, and there are people actually selling translated uh, Blu-rays of it on Amazon. I'm like, LOL bootleg. LOL fucking extortion. I can imagine that'd be really fucking expensive. Yeah, but I wonder if, with the reboot of Ranma, if they're also going to do, if they're going to release the live-action movie uh, subtitled as well. Wouldn't put it past them. Well, yeah, anything to make some money. I think it's all going to depend on uh, how well the Blu-rays do here. Yeah, and I didn't know that the Blu-rays that are coming out, they're coming with the DVDs as well. Oh, nice. And I think um, Right Stuff is selling them for is is releasing them for like forty bucks, and just the DVDs are like thirty. And I'm like, I still have to get the last three box sets. I don't want to have a half collection. But the thing is, they wouldn't be able to, 
unless they can get someone who can match um Matt Smith Matt O Smith's voice, who was the voice of Genma in the dub. He passed away about three years ago. So. Anyhow. It's finding a proper sounder like that. That's worries you, huh? Say what? Yeah, pretty much. Because a lot of pe- a lot of people in the fandom got pissed when um when Richard E. and Cox took over for Sarah Strange doing Ron my boy type. So, I mean, pretty much, it's like let's just say between seasons three and four, Ron my hit puberty. Pretty much, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for free. We're independent uh, podcasters, and and that's how we roll. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm still fighting a cold from like a few days ago. If you have any questions or issues, suggestions, flames, frames, planes, automobiles, and so forth, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Send us, a, send us an email. We will believe you. And we go to the chat room real quick. Uh, Actef goes a Ronma one half one half collection. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, let's see. Let me, let me bring this list back up again. All right. Um, definitely check out our website at uh, AnimeJamSession.com. I just posted a link to our Castle Point videos. I should have the CloverCon videos up later this week. Um, you can also find our podcast on there as well. But for some reason, like if you're at work and our site is filtered. There are other ways to get to our podcast. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. If you give us a review on iTunes, please, five stars. Same thing with Stitcher. Five-star reviews. We'll gladly read them right on the air because you're awesome like that. Definitely check out our website, uh, YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV. Brand new content is up there. Videos from Castle, from Castle Point 2013. If you want to follow us on YouTube, you can find me at DJ S. Ari is at Ari22682. And you can also find um, Mako-chan at Jupe Luna. Let's see. Grab that. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here if you want to know the latest of our website, photos, videos, articles, all that cool stuff. And what conventions we're going to and the whole nine yards. Makes it kind of easier. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari is at Ari22680. No, the Ari Man. There you go. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, my eyes went over to the YouTube page real quick. I'm like, wait, wrong. <laughs> and you can find Mako at Joe Vedea. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We are currently at. Let's see. Come on. 2,647 likes. All I've got to say is thank you. Keep liking our page, keep liking our photos, videos, articles, everything. As long as you continue to like them, we'll just keep at it. And yes, uh, Mako, that is the, um, that's what the, I know, that's what it's supposed to look like. I, what, what's supposed to look like? Uh, the, 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 um, the cover art for the Blu-rays. No, those are the proofs. They posted them. They just came in today. I must, am I following Viz? Yeah, I am, I must have, I must have not seen that. Because when they were showing what Wright stuff had, this was part of it. So right now, Amazon doesn't even have it listed, so I might as well pre-order over at Wright stuff. So I have to pre. Yeah, I think the pre-orders go live at the end of the month. Hmm. 
Yep, that I have to pre-order that and get my figure art, my Sailor Venus figure arts from CD Japan because they're like twenty dollars cheaper. What the fuck is going on with Jupiter? Damn it! There's no packaging big enough for her tits. <laughs> Lol. What about Mercury? That one's out. Yeah. Fuck. No, don't say it like that. You can go on Amazon order one. Yeah, they're not sold out or anything. Yeah. Uh, I gotta wait till I get paid next week at least. It's like forty-five bucks, you know. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I need to get two. I'm not gonna. Keep... No, one one stays in the box and all pretty, and then the other one I can actually display. Fondle, play with, molest. That too. <laughs> See. <laughs> she admits it, so yep. there's that. <laughs> yeah, so keep liking our stuff. We'll keep adding more content to our Facebook page. If you want to find us, in, if you want to just hang out with us on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmas or that djronmas guy. You can find um, Mako uh, chan as Makoto Makochan Kina or Makochan and Ari as Ari Rockefeller. And definitely listen to other cool shows on the Vogue Network. Like I said, we're here Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. live. Encore presentations, Thursdays at 1. But if you're into television, books, movies, pop culture, science fiction, British programming, Doctor Who, there's four different programs on the VOG Network that can cover all of that. Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, and Understation Live. If you like what we do on Anime Jam Session, you want more of a female perspective with more gaming and more anime, Check out Electric Sisterhood. They're on at 8 o'clock right before us. So listen to them. Then we'll go right into our pre-show and you'll have us, which is pretty cool. If you if you play World of Warcraft, check out WoW Wednesdays with Girls Gone WoW at 12 p.m. Followed by Horde House at 10, which is live. And if you play other MMOs besides uh, WoW, definitely check out Horde House because they do talk about other MMOs as well, which is pretty cool. But definitely be here on Sunday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. With the Bobby Blackwolf Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. These two shows is the cornerstone of the VOG Network. It's the power bl- it's the power block of programming on this network. It's the cornerstone. It's what holds us together. Video game radio, video game talk, video game lifestyle, every gamer has a voice. That's what both those shows are about. So definitely check those shows out. Okay, people, last words. Who do you want to go first? Whoever wants to go first. All right, I'll go. Do it. <clears throat> if you've ever wondered whether or not DDP's Yoga for Regular Guys program works, know that in the past six months, he managed to clean up Jake the Snake Roberts and Scott Hall with it. Mm-hmm. Makachan. I have so much crap to do this weekend, it's not even funny. You'll live. I'm going to be driving all over the freaking place now. I'll put the chauffeur's cap on your head. Oh, gee, thanks. You're welcome. Hey, I have a car, too. Well, yeah, but now I'm picking up Ranma on Friday. And then Sunday I'm driving uh, Ranma and Michelle back up uh, into Hazlitt. Mm-hmm. You guys get to do all the fun stuff. Uh, if you if you want to drive with us too, you just gotta drive all the way back. 
I have to work. I'm driving Michelle home. It's not, like, hanging out. We mm. probably will do food, though. Yeah. Because food is needed. Yes. Token, token hero needs food badly. Token hero? Yes. Hero? Yes. Duo. Hero. Duo? <laughs> Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Our hero, the asshole. <laughs> For great justice! Okay, my last asshole. word. Your mother. Her too. Let's see, my last words. Um, I'm going to pop in this PlayStation Plus card, see what's on there, download some stuff, and try to catch a little bit more kill a kill and get get my um, lunch ready for tomorrow. Mm, that's it. kind of want to open this popcorn popper, but whatever. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, like I said, jo- check us out at KatoriCon this weekend. We'll be around taking pictures, interviewing guests and cosplayers, and our podcasting one-on-one panel. Um, and that, candy and goodies. And free stuff to give away, you know? Who doesn't like free stuff? Lots and lots and lots of candy. Trust yeah. me on that. Yes. I think we need to go onto the Katorikon Facebook page and let them know. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. We're getting out of here. We'll be back next week with guests to talk about anime, uh, talk about Otakon Vegas. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Anime Jam Session, bitches. We out. Took you long enough! Sorry, I had a mouthful of popcorn and I was chewing. Sleepy. Sleep you know can has. I can has as soon as you hang up. LOL, nope. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. Good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Hate you. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!